1: What up Raider Nation, welcome into Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, February 11th, 2021. Your boy Q here with you as always, you know you can find me on Twitter at your boy Q254, many of you do. Also, if you ever have a comment, question, concern, whatever it is, you want to get a call in, you want to get a text in, you can at 707-654-4693. That is the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line. Got a lot for you coming up on today's show. In segment number three of today's show, normally I have those calls and texts and even some tweets time. But uh, today, uh, the Locked On Podcast Network, what we're going to be doing is giving you uh, a little bit of a taste test of Locked On Today, which is a new podcast that we have here. I'm doing a newer one on Locked On Bets, but we're also doing this episode and this show called Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski is going to be the host of it. Anyway, going to put that in for segment number three. It's a really, really good show here on the Locked On Podcast Network, but uh, wanted to give you a taste test of what it is, what you can hear each and every day. So that's going to come up in segment number three today's show so it won't be calls and texts but uh, we'll get some of those in we'll make sure we get some of those in on friday's show so we can finish off the week really really strong Coming up in segment number two, there's a ton of conversation about the quarterback position when it comes to the Raiders. And this is not anything that is new, and I've been very adamant about it that I'm not going to come on the show and talk about Derek Carr every day. Is he or is he not? Is he going to get traded? This and that. I'm not going to do that. But I will because I see people talking and tweeting and sending messages about how frustrating it is to see Derek Carr's name in the headlines every single day. I've mentioned it before. I've called it low-hanging fruit. I've been criticized for that, but that's okay. I'm all right with that. But I'm going to explain to you why. I'll give you the latest rumors and the latest quarterbacks that could all potentially be Raider quarterbacks according to the reports, and I did that in air quotes. I'll give you the the, kind of the latest on all that in segment number two and also tell you why Derek Carr's name and the Raiders are always floated out there as a landing spot for just about everyone when it comes to quarterbacks and possible trades and, and what's going on. But we'll talk about that in great length in segment number two here in segment number one, we'll give you the news and the notes of the day, as I always do. So off top, want to give you a little bit of coaching moves made by the Raiders, and it was reported by Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, also Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, he comes on uh, inside the huddle with Lincoln Kennedy following Scott Goldbranson and, well, used to be myself, but now he's on with Hondo Carpenter for Silver and Black today. Uh, talk about the Raiders have promoted Austin King from offensive quality control position to tight ends coach. So remember, there was an opening at that tight ends coaching position. A lot of folks thought maybe Jason Witten, who just retired from the NFL, was going to get that job instead. He took a high school job in the DFW area, and so Austin King is promoted from offensive quality control position to tight ends coach, and I know that's kind of not going to do anything for a whole lot of people because he's like, Austin King, offensive quality control, what does that mean? I mean, look, it is what it is. I don't think too many of the tight end coaches that were available would be anything that anyone would get too fired up about, but... I mean, they're hiring within, they're promoting within, and I mean, that's really all you could really ask, right? So at this stage of the game, you had to realize it wasn't going to be any kind of overwhelming name that was just going to, you know, get you super excited and get you fired up. So Austin King now is a tight ends coach. Also, uh, Vinny reported that Cam Clemens got a promotion, uh, and he is now part of the offensive quality control duties, and he'll assist on the offensive line as well. So uh, just a couple notes right there on the Raiders coaching staff. Uh, the tight ends coaching position was open, it's been filled by Austin King, and now Now Cam Clemens is going to assist on the offensive line for the Raiders as well. Next up, I want to give you a little bit of a personnel report that's out there right now from John Clayton, a.k.a. The Professor, longtime ESPN NFL guy. He's no longer with the Mothership ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut, but he is in Seattle, 710 ESPN. He does that radio show up there. And uh, he mentioned that uh, apparently the Raiders are interested in Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster in free agency. So when free agency hits, apparently the Raiders are going to go kind of hot and heavy after Juju Smith-Schuster. He was a 2018 Pro Bowler. He's hit in the market for the first time. He's been in Pittsburgh for four years. Uh, and last season, 831 receiving yards and a career-high nine touchdowns. So, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had a really, really good season when he was with AB, uh, and he was number two to AB being number one, just had a monstrous season. But so far in his career, 2017, his rookie year, he played in 14 games, at 58 catches for 917 yards, which is not bad, especially if you're thinking about trying to replace a guy like Nelson Aguilar. Think about that. 58 catches, 917 yards. That's almost as, as good as what what Nelly did for the Raiders in uh, 2020 and had seven touchdowns as well. In 2018, he played in 16 games. This is when him and AB were really on fire. He had 111 catches for 1,426 yards and seven TDs. So he really showed out in 2018. I mean, that was just an incredible season. No, he's not even got close to having a season like that again. 2019, he was the lead dog. Played in 12 games, had 42 catches, 552 yards at 3 touchdowns. Uh, was injured quite a bit in the season. And then last season, 2020, like I mentioned, 16 games, 97 catches, 831 yards, and 9 TDs. So the TDs are there. The catches were there. Uh, the yards weren't as much as you'd like to see from a, a number one guy, but you know, if you put him in the Raiders offense, and I'm not papooing on this at all. If you put him in the Raiders offense, Darren Waller's clearly still your number one guy. If you can get 97 catches out of Juju Smith-Schuster and almost 900 yards, but nine TDs, I think any Raider fan would take that. And then you allow Henry Ruggs to be uh, a guy that you kind of just work into the offense, work into the offense, and work into the offense some more. You know that Darren Waller is your number one guy. So i floated the idea out there multiple times about an Odell Beckham Jr. type guy. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is not quite that guy. He's not a number one wide receiver, but he could be probably, in my opinion, a really good complement to Darren Waller and also uh, help out with Henry Ruggs as well. So who knows? Maybe that's a possibility. According to the professor, John Clayton, who I have a lot of respect for, the Raiders are going to have a lot of interest or do have a lot of interest in Juju Smith-Schuster once free agency opens up in March. Another quick personnel note I wanted to bring up. According to Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback, Washington, the football team, have inquired about Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, and the Raiders still have not made him available. Uh, We've heard the reports multiple times that there's teams offering a couple of first-round draft picks for Derek Carr. Who knows if that's ever going to happen? I don't believe it will, but either way, that's the report that's out there. And again, Albert Breer said that Washington has inquired. Now, to continue with that conversation, uh, David Carr was on NFL Network on, on Wednesday, and he was asked about... Derek Carr and uh, asked about how confident he is that he's going to be the Raiders starting quarterback in 2021. So here's Derek Carr talking about Derek Carr and, and the trade talks that he's been hearing. Is Derek comfortable thinking he's going to be back next year? I'll tell you
2: that Derek is, Derek doesn't like any of the noise that's happened over the last couple years. And it's because of one major issue. It's, it's what is said inside the building is different than the noise that he hears in the external. And on, not, I'm not saying our shows, I'm saying everywhere. I mean, the trade rumors for Derek have been widely um, reported. So I'll say this to Ian's uh, report. There have been at least four teams that have tried to trade for Derek. One team tried to trade for Derek a couple times during the season, and they were told no point blank, and they've continued to be told no. So I think that when you hear the rumors, it's because, you know, the NFL network, different networks are on in these buildings, and when you hear that there's a possibility to go out and get Derek Carr, Absolutely teams are going to call and absolutely teams have called and offered and they've been told no every time. I just think when you look at what John Gruden has, John Gruden loves Peyton Manning. Okay. So quick story, Peyton Manning came in and he worked with Derek early on, right when John took the job and John Gruden wants a guy that has control of his offense at the line of scrimmage and they can move them and get him in the right play. And he has that in Derek. Other than Tom Brady, I don't know if there's another quarterback out there. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is in that boat that can get his team into the correct play, diagnose the defense better than Derek. derek has been doing it since he was 10 years old, sitting in NFL meeting rooms with me. So he understands exactly what he's seeing. He knows how to get his team the right play. Not on top of that, he's improved every year under Gruden as far as his down-the-field accuracy and every, in, in every area. So I think that John has exactly what he wants. And to say that Derek wouldn't be traded – That's it's hard to say, because if someone comes in and they go earth shattering deal, I'll give you more than what you gave for Matt Stafford. I mean, who's not going to listen to that? So you can never say never but at the end of the day, it's going to take an awful lot to pry Derek Carr away from John Gruden.
1: And I feel the same about that last statement right there. It's going to take an awful lot to pry Derek Carr away from John Gruden. Now, there's some of that that you can hear right there, and you can hear David Carr almost like lobbying and and almost reading off his resume, Derek Derek Carr's resume, you know, and that's fine. I mean, that's his brother. He's going to go out there and cut for him. I'm okay with that. I I don't have a problem with that. Some people don't like to hear it, but what do you expect? You think David Carr is going to go out there and rip his brother? He's not. He's going to continue to give him props, and, and that's just what he did, but I do think that uh, John Gruden is very happy with uh, Derek Carr. I think he's always looking to improve that position. I don't think that Derek Carr is going anywhere. I've been very adamant about that. I don't believe he's going anywhere. I believe he'll be the guy under center in 2021. Marcus Mariota, yeah, I can believe that he'll be on his way out, and if they can recover something like a third-round pick for him, great. Even better, but we'll see what happens as far as that goes, but I mean, Derek Carr's name is always going to be in you know in conversation. It's always going to be up there and uh, involved in in any trade rumors or anything, especially as long as John Gruen's the head coach, and as long as Derek Carr is a member of the Raiders. So, and that kind of segues into what I want to talk about in segment number two. So we'll get into that in just a quick minute. But before we do, I do want to uh, also say that uh, former Raiders defensive coordinator Paul Gunther is being hired by the Vikings and Mike Zimmer as a senior defensive assistant. Gunther worked for six seasons under Vikings coach Mike Zimmer in Cincinnati, first as a defensive assistant, eventually working his way to linebackers coach. He took over as the Bengals' DC when Zimmer left for Minnesota. Basically, Gunther's job will be helping turn around Zimmer's defense, which struggled mightily in 2020 while playing a plethora of young players in the. Secondary. So we'll see what Gunther can do in Minnesota as not the defensive coordinator, but as a senior defensive assistant. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, coming up in segment number two, the reason, my reason why uh, the Raiders are always in the headlines when it comes to any of these quarterbacks that are available. And there's a new one to add to the fold. We'll talk about all that coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com, They're a family business. They've been serving customers online for 20 years. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and Body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and please believe they have everything and i mean everything engine control modules brake parts tail lamps, motor oil new carpet you need it they got it Don't matter if your car is a classic or a daily driver. Everything you need is just a few easy clicks away, and it will be delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com, the catalog is unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brand, specifications, and most importantly, the prices you prefer. That's right. The prices at RockAuto.com, they're always super low, and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Right now, go to RockAuto.com. Check out the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? Right, Locked On Raiders podcast. That's how they know that I did my job and I sent you there. Great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car's ever going to need, all from rockauto.com. Segment number two is on the way.
0: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Don't even know how to really kind of title this segment, but it's just the fact that Raiders always end up at the end of someone's tongue or their their pieces that they're writing, their blogs or whatever. That's always their name is always in someone's mouth about what they're going to do with the quarterback position. Every single year, Raider Nation, you should be used to it at this point, but I see a lot of people saying, why is it always a different piece every single day about Derek Carr? Why is it every a piece every single day about the Raiders? And they're going to trade for this guy. They're going to trade for that guy. It's always Raiders, 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 Raiders. Well, first of all, let me let me tell you, because of your passion, because of Raider Nation's passion is one of the reasons why the Raiders' name is always in someone's mouth. Because another fan base, like the Jaguars, they don't get up, they don't get a rise out of seeing their name in someone's mouth. They don't. I mean, it's just, it's not, and I'm not trying to dog on the Jaguars, but even the Detroit Lions, you don't see them get all fired up when they hear their names. You know, I mean, the most noise that they've made is just trading Matthew Stafford and, and getting Jared golf back in in a move that's more of a salary dump than anything else you know what I mean it's like there's certain franchises across the league that you could talk about and it's like okay whatever or you could talk about the Raiders you could talk about John Gruden you could talk about Mark Davis you could talk about Las Vegas you could talk about there's so many different elements that you could talk about with the Raiders and somebody's paying attention somebody's gonna grasp it somebody's gonna watch it somebody's gonna listen to it on on the radio or whatever it's just it's just, it is what it is, and and I've always said this about Derek Carr. He is the lowest hanging fruit of all the hanging fruit. It is the easiest thing. If I wanted to do a radio show, like I know Raider Nation Radio 920, sometimes they may struggle to come up with some topics because it's the offseason. But if any one of the hosts on the show ever wants to come on and just, just get, let it rip, all they have to do is go on and say... You know, I think Derek Carr, I don't think he's a very good quarterback. And all of a sudden, the phone lines will light up. It'll be one way either fans will be angry or fans will be happy. But it's so easy. It's such an easy grasp that that as a lazy radio host, you could do that. Me – I'm not going to do that. What I will talk about, though, is all the different people that have been linked with the silver and black. I mean, think about it. Go back to last offseason. Tom Brady was the big name, right? Oh, John Gruden and company. Oh, he's going to go make the move for him. Tom Brady was talking to Mark Davis at the at the UFC fight. So, boom, he's going to be penciled in Dana White from the UFC. He was talking about Tom Brady going to the Raiders. So it's got to be set in stone. Fast forward to this offseason. Deshaun Watson's unhappy in Houston. He's going to be a Raider. Oh, the Raiders have the coaches. They're the longest. You know what did Colin Cowherd say? He's got the most job security. He could do this. It doesn't matter if he, you know, doesn't win right away. Mark Davis loves him. Oh, now it's Marcus Mariota is going to be traded. I mean, it's just, if it's Raiders related... Raider Nation's going to grasp to it. And these guys that may not be as informed as the rest of us as members of Raider Nation, like I said, how many times have we heard since John Gruden's been back in 2018 that he's going to go draft a quarterback? Remember, first it was Kyler Murray. Then it was Daniel Jones. Then it was Drew Locke. Then it was Justin Herbert. Then it was Tua. You know what I mean? Like, there's always somebody that he's going to go and draft. And every single time that he's he's been asked about Derek Carr, or any time that Mike Mayock's been asked about Derek Carr, they say he's our quarterback. But they also say we always are looking to upgrade any position on the team, which is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And again, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, if you think that, you know, a guy has reached his ceiling and he can't get any better and he can only get you so far, then yeah, maybe you do have to go out and make a move. And of course, names like Deshaun Watson, names like, uh, you know, obviously Tom Brady, you saw what he did in Tampa Bay. I mean, there's guys out there that will intrigue anyone. Now the hot name, Russell Wilson. I mentioned it before that Jason Lacanfora from CBS Sports, I don't put a whole lot of stock into what he says just because I feel like he's one of those guys that he's he's one of those that, that makes it easy and he's one of those guys that just says, Oh, Raiders and let me just go ahead and go with that and is gonna go get a, a bazillion clicks online and and feel like he's done his job. I feel like that's like he's doing, like I said, the low hanging fruit. But you know he's hell bent now that if there's a team that's going to trade for the Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, it's going to be the Raiders. And he put out this big old full piece explaining why. And look, I get it. You know, I, I can I can dance it up and I can dress something up to make it sound good. I've said it multiple times. I mean, you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. at The end of the day, you know what I mean? So it's just. It, it, but that's what he does, and that's what other guys will do. That's what you know, other other guys that aren't really deep thinking journalists will do. They'll just go ahead and put it out there. And I see a lot of radiation Nation getting frustrated. Just don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. You can entertain yourself and look at it, but take it for what it's worth. It's just a grain of salt. Now, there's certain guys across the league that I really, really respect what they have to say. I mentioned earlier in segment one, John Clayton. Respect the hell out of him. You know, I know that this guy is a respected journalist. This is a guy who is a Hall of Fame voter. John McClain, obviously I respect the hell out of him. He's a guy that, you know, what he says, I take a lot of stock in. Uh, There's other guys across the league that I take a lot of stock in. You know, uh, guys like Daniel Jeremiah, and that's more like with the draft, and, uh, you know, Dane Brugler with the draft. Those guys like that. There's certain guys that I really respect. Mel Kiper Jr. when it comes to the draft. Tom McShay, not so much. But you just have to realize who you're who you're, you know, paying attention to and who you're reading or who you're listening to, and then you take it with with a grain of salt. Whatever I'll tell you on this show will always be just my gut feeling. It'll never be, well, this is why this is going to happen. I guarantee this is going to happen, or this is why this should happen. I'm never going to try to push off an idea on you. I'm just going to tell you what my uh, what my gut feeling is. So uh, one of the reasons why Russell Wilson all of a sudden is the hot name for the Raiders, La Confora says, keep in mind, Wilson and Gruden really hit it off during the pre Draft process when the coach was doing his quarterback specials for ESPN. There wasn't a quarterback that he had in he didn't like. He liked Johnny Manziel. He liked Derek Carr. He liked Marcus Mariota. He liked Jameis Winston. Every swing and D that came into his little uh, quarterback lab, he really liked. John Gruden loves quarterbacks. He's an offensive-minded head coach. He's one of those guys. He loves quarterbacks. He loves talking ball. He just, And, oh, by the way, it was a TV show meant for entertainment. That doesn't mean that every single quarterback that he had in that show on ESPN years ago is, is a guy that he wants to be leading his team. So that's one of the main reasons because Wilson and Gruden really hit it off. First of all, Russell Wilson is a damn good quarterback. So I don't think there's a coach in the league that wouldn't hit it off really well with Russell Wilson. I said it before. I think there's about 30 teams, maybe 29 teams in the league that should be interested in in Russell Wilson if he was available, including the Raiders. If if Russell Wilson was truly available, hell yeah, I'd say the Raiders should be uh, interested in him. But the reason he's not available, Raider Nation, just so you can go ahead and put bullet holes in this report, he would cost the Seahawks 39 million in dead money on their salary cap next season. 39 million on a salary cap that is going down from 195 to maybe even as low as 175 million. Why would you dedicate if you're the Seahawks almost forty million dollars in dead money? Where you that means you can't do nothing with that just to get rid of a guy who's a damn good quarterback, uh, uh, possibly future Hall of Famer? And why would you do that? And oh by the way, it would only cost the Raiders sixty nine million dollars the next three seasons. Does any of that make sense? No. But it's easy to associate Russell Wilson with the Raiders, just like it's easy to associate Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, insert whatever quarterback you want to. That John Gruden apparently wants to go get them. And now the hot name, the, the the you know, the apple of his eye is Russell Wilson. The Raiders are that franchise where they're just polarizing. That name, Raiders, is polarizing. I mean, you feel one way or the other about it. If you're a Raider fan, you love them. If you don't, you hate them. But like I've said before, no one ever hates just good. Or no one ever hates anyone that's, you know, stinks. People hate someone that there's a reason to hate. The Raiders have history. I know it's been a long time since they've created that history, but they've got that history to the point where there's fans across the the league that have grown up to hate the Raiders because their parents hate the Raiders, just like a lot of Raider fans hate the Steelers. You know why? Because your parents hated the Steelers, and that was a big rivalry, and they were two of the best teams in the league at one point. I mean, it's just it is what it is. You never hate just okay or mediocre. I mean, think about you in your own life. Do you hate someone who's just okay or mediocre? Probably not. You know, if you hate somebody, and I know hate's a major word, but it's probably for a reason. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I know that doesn't qualify for everything. Every reason is not that. But still, for the most part, if someone's just like okay or mediocre, you don't really have that terrible feeling about them. You either terribly feel a a way about a person because they're awful or because they're really good at something and it drives you crazy. It's usually one of the two. Simple as that. But let me go into another reason why Lancome Forrest says that Russell Wilson is going to be the guy uh, for the for the Raiders. He said, Wilson's gone public with his frustration with be beating up year after year, with the offensive line not getting better, his frustration with all the sacks mounting. Now, he's been sacked 394 times in his nine-year career. I get it. That's a lot of sacks. He says, the Raiders have invested a ton of money and capital on their offensive line already, and with Wilson on an affordable deal, they can continue to spend on free agents if they need be. They have a stud running back, Josh Jacobs, and a dominant tight end in Darren Waller, and perhaps a buddy in star Outside and Henry Ruggs, yeah, that checks all the boxes. Okay, well, that checks all the boxes for a lot of quarterbacks. That checks a lot, all the boxes for Derek Carr. And then it says, also, if the Seahawks wanted a quality starting quarterback on the team, friendly pay as you go contract as part of the Wilson trade, well, hello, Derek Carr. So you're telling me, Jason Lock that Russell Wilson's contract is very affordable. Derek Carr's contract is very affordable, and you're just gonna, you're just gonna flip pieces. You're gonna just flip the quarterback and say, you know what? I know Russell Wilson's great, future Hall of Famer. We're gonna go ahead and get Derek Carr and we're going to take a $39 million uh, salary cap hit against ourselves. Come on, man. Like, does, that, does any of that make sense? None of that makes sense to me at all. It doesn't make any kind of sense, but that's the kind of stuff that's being written in February. One, looking for stuff to write, and two, it's the Raiders, and it's going to get a lot of attention. Oh, and then here's one part that was a, another part that I had to laugh at. He says, oh, and I almost forgot. Vegas is one of the entertainment capitals of the world. Duh. Wilson's wife, Sierra has headlining residency at one of the glitzy casinos while Russ competes for an MVP award down the street. I think they could live with that. Easy three-hour drive from their beach house in Southern Cal and what? A half hour in a private jet. Okay. So I don't know if you know a whole lot about Sierra, but she only has a laundry list of, of, of hits, and that laundry list is short. And I know they give residency to anyone who's, you know, had some kind of career. I get it. But that residency for Sierra wouldn't last that long. She had some cuts. Don't get me wrong. She had some cuts back in the day. But not that many. Not that many where all of a sudden her being a headliner in Vegas is going to be a difference maker in Russell Wilson getting traded. Not signing as a free agent, but getting traded. So you're telling me Seattle's going to be like, well, we're going to trade you to Vegas, and we can help your wife become a resident at one of the casinos. Come on, man. I don't think there's anyone who's ever said, boy, I sure do wish Sierra had a residency. And I know right now I'm probably offending some Sierra fan, but that's fine. She's super overrated. But... <laughs> unbelievable but that's that's the reasons why so the contracts are very affordable you can switch them out very easily which again why would the seahawks want to do that when that's their guy russell wilson's tired of getting hit as every quarterback in the league is tired of getting hit and sierra could be a resident at a casino in vegas none of that makes any kind of sense whatsoever but that is what you get in february when you want to talk about you know, different moving and shaking that's going on across the league. Now I'll say this is going to be a different off season. This is going to be a weird offseason where there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks on the move, but I'll tell you, Raider Nation, Russell Wilson is not one of them. So I see a lot of Raider fans saying, Oh, Raiders make it happen. It's not going to happen. The Raiders are not going to be able to acquire Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are not going to take a $39 million cap hit dead money cap hit in 2021 because Russell Wilson's tired of getting hit. But again, it all goes back to the the passion of Raider Nation the silver and black means something and all these reporters, all these national guys, even local guys, they all know that Raider Nation looks and searches and seeks out information about their team. Raider Nation doesn't just wait for information to come rolling their way or something pop up in their email or pop up on their phone like like Leacher Report. Raider Nation will literally go look for stuff. That's how passionate we, as fans are, of the Silver and Black, we will go do that. That's why I got into podcasting to begin with. Way back when I started on the Black Hole Banter with James Arcelana, which, uh, if you don't know, we, we called it a, a rap on that just uh, as of... As of Wednesday night, as a matter of fact, that was the last show we're going to do on Black Hole Banter. But that's the reason why we even started a podcast, because we as Raider fans were just so there's not enough Raider information. And we'd go searching for it. And we just, man, I, there was times I used to stand at the radio station while I was on the air when I was doing music radio and I would literally Google. Raiders and see what comes up and then I'd read it and I'd get all excited especially around draft time free agency time all that stuff because I just wanted to get as much information as possible and soak in as much as possible that's what we as Raider fans do there's a lot of different outlets right now there's a lot of different podcasts hell they got their own radio station now Raider Nation Radio is a thing now you know what I mean like there's so much out there but it's because of the passion of the fan base. So, when you get frustrated, when you see, you know, stuff that you think is BS reports, the reason why is because the media and I I'm not talking about myself, but the media as far as national guys and writers and and you know, guys from uh, not the local area who don't really know Raider Nation, but they understand Raider Nation is a very very passionate fan base and guaranteed that they're going to get a click if they write something about Derek Carr, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, the Silver and Black or anybody across the league interested in going to the Raiders. So just take it with a grain of salt. Understand that it's a compliment without being a compliment to you and your fandom of the silver and black. And uh, that's really all I got for segment number two. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. I know you're probably thinking, wait, Q, I thought I was going to hear Locked On today. You were going to, but you know what? I realized that I have way too many calls and texts that I got to get to. So I'll just go ahead and push that off, and we'll do that another day. Maybe I'll do it as a bonus segment or a bonus show or whatever. Either way you look at it, I'm just going to go ahead and get to the calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. So that's coming up in segment number three. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.com. AG, who just happens to be the title sponsor of my Locked On Bet show, uh, because the Super Bowl's over, does not mean that uh, time to get your sports gambling is over as well, because there's a lot that you can get your gamble on. You can do college basketball, you can do the pros, NHL's going on, baseball's right around the corner, UFC, you could bet on that. I mean, there's so many different things that you could dibble and dabble in if you're trying to get your gambling on, and you could do that with betonline.ag. If you want to open up a free account today, you can do that. All you gotta do is go to the website, betonline.ag, uh, and make your first deposit. If you put $100 in, if you use the promo code locked on, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus, which means you'll get $150 to play with. So you put $100 in, you'll get $150. If you put in $200, you're going to get $300 to play with. It's just as simple as that. So get off the sidelines, get into the action. Promo code locked on, receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and check them out. Uh, on social media, at betonline underscore ag. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for that free account. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get your sign-up bonus today. Segment number three, that's coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast.
0: Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day.
1: Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Just had too much feedback to get to. Didn't want to miss out on it, so let's go ahead and rock and roll. Raider Smoke, he's up first. He's calling to talk about a Raider player making a music video, something I mentioned on Tuesday's show, something that Raider Cody had dimed out on Twitter, or at least questioned on Twitter. Here he is, Raider Smoke.
0: See what you got this day's show. You no, know, he was talking about what Raider Cody said about uh, you know players out there doing just videos. Absolutely, a statement on that because uh, he blocked me because I said something to him about it. You know, and I understand everybody get free time to do what they need to do and all this stuff. But when your GM calls you out and says you're lacking and stuff and you need to do things, shooting a video is not 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 priority. You know what I mean? You need to be in the weight room working out with the other players. Get it together! If you want to see Radio Nation win, that's what I'm saying about it. And I, 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 I think he's a Demarcus Russell 2.0. If you ask me, I don't think he's gonna cut it. You know what I'm saying? I could be wrong. We'll wait to see, cause that's what we do. We just wait to see. But I mean, I see, I see the fire. I see it. I just see it. He, he, he's like one of those players, like we said uh, a couple uh, a year ago about Trent Brown. Trent Brown. It's not what Trent Brown can do football. It's what football does for Trent Brown. So it's Damon Arnett the same way. You have a good day. Q Raiders just win.
1: There he goes. Raiders smoke. Definitely appreciate the call. And yeah, man. And I got that, that picture that you sent me on Twitter. And my thing is that, And I I don't mind, man. It's early February. If Damon Arnett or anyone else wants to work on a music video right now or work on his music right now, that's cool. Matter of fact, this is the time to do it, work in the offseason. And I get it, man. These guys, they're supposed to be working out. They're supposed to be getting in shape. And I know there's a lot of guys. I saw Trayvon Mullen, saw Trent Brown, saw multiple players, Derek Carr, all putting in work and putting out videos of them putting in work. But the thing about it is, and this is my point, and this is why I was like I didn't understand why Raider Cody even said anything, One, if you're going to comment on somebody and say, you know, did we draft guys to be rappers or did we draft guys to play football? First of all, you should be at least have the stones to come out and say who it is. Don't try to low key it and don't try to, you know, undersell it and just try to, you know, just it's almost like he he didn't want Damon Arnett to get mad or any of his people to get mad at him for saying it. But he wanted to comment it. You know what I mean? Like that's I didn't think that that's right. And on top of that, just because Damon Arnett's not putting out videos of him working out doesn't mean he's not working out. I mean, there's a lot of things. I don't put out videos of me at work, but I go to work. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things. Just because in early February, you're not seeing Damon Arnett doing uh, work like that. He's doing something that he's excited about, he's, you know, which is a music video. And I'm not trying to give him an excuse. Now, Mike Mayock called him out, like you said. If he, you know, goes into this off season and he goes into training camp and he doesn't work as hard, well, then his, his career is not going to be very long. He won't be long for the team and he won't be long for the league. Just, I mean, the only way you stay in the league is hard work. Because this is a tough league. So that's the only reason I say in early February, I'm not knocking a guy for putting out a music video. Now, if he's doing it in the middle of training camp and yet he's not out there practicing or in the middle of the regular season and he's not out there practicing, then there's a problem. But I mean, early February, I don't really have a problem with it. But I I get what you're saying. I just didn't really like the, like I said, trying to be low key about it. If you're going to come out and call out somebody and say something, say their name. Don't be scared. You know, hey, just say Damon Arnett. What are you doing? And go from there. But that's just me. So, anyway, that's just how I keep it. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm tripping. Anyway, uh, thank you for that call. Next up is a text from uh, Raider Jello. Before I get to that text, got to sound the alarm one time. Because Raider Jello is a new booty. Say, what up, Q? Raider Jello here. Ring that alarm. New booty here. Been listening for years, just never chimed in. First off, let me say I agree with everything you'd be saying about a stud linebacker. Been watching some film on Jeremiah, that dude from Notre Dame. This is what the Raiders are missing. Can you please tell the Gruden and Mayock to pay attention to the mock drafts? Come on, man. Every year we reach for people. For once, can we get who we're projected to get? Laugh my ass off. Still need a veteran presence on defense, too, like a Sherman or Patrick. Also want the Raiders to make a move for Leonard Williams. Do want to be a Raider. Let's make it happen. Anyway, Q, keep doing your thing. Love the show. Raiders. That's from Raider Jello, new booty. Thank you so much for that text, my man. And uh, yeah, man, uh, Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa would be a heck of a linebacker. I do believe, and I, I do. And normally, I don't, you know, pen- pencil in somebody in early February that I would I would be good with as far as a, a draft a draft pick for the Raiders. Knowing the draft ain't till April, but I would feel very comfortable if they went and got him at number seventeen. So, uh, thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you, and we'll see what they do come April. And you'll see. On top of that, we got to see what they do in free agency as well. Give us a better idea. But anyway. Thank Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Uh, next up is a call. A quick one. This is from 208 Raider. He's calling to talk about my Metallica versus the weekend comment from uh, from Wednesday's show and my interview with Cofield and Company. Here he is, 208 Raider.
3: Q, 208 Raider. Hey, I was just listening
0: to the pod. Who the hell was that guy that asked you if you thought Metallica was better than the weekend and then he starts laughing at you when you say Metallica? That guy just lost his man card. Peace. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love it man I love it great call 208 Raider and I think that was Adam Hill from Cofield and Company and I'm assuming that they thought I was going to say The weekend because I was a hip hop DJ before I was doing sports radio so I'm assuming that that's why they thought that but man Metallica is off the chain I always have been off the chains uh, I, I love all kind of music though I'm very cultured let's put that in air quotes I'm very cultured when it comes to music so thank you so much for that and yeah I'm with Metallica too over the weekend but you know it is what it is You know? <laughs> anyway I anyway, appreciate that uh next up i got a text from art in northern cali he said what's going down q just want to thank you for everything you do for raider nation hope you and the family are doing good my man i got one opinion how will the raider nation feel if we trade Mariota for stefan gilmore and how long does rodney hudson has have left with the raiders nobody talks about him but he's one of the captains of the team he's solid anyways i just wanted to know what you think and maybe my text will make it to the show my name is art from northern cali and uh thank you so much and yes your text definitely made it to the show and um yeah man I I don't think that the Raider Nation would have any problem if they traded Mariota to uh, the Patriots for Stephon Gilmore or if they traded Mariota to the Patriots for a third-round pick, like is what's being rumored right now. I think whatever they get from Mariota would be fine, you know, plus to get that salary off the uh, off the books knowing that salary cap is going down. Rodney Hudson, I think that's a guy that everyone in Raider Nation respects. I think everyone knows that's the anchor of the offensive line. Uh, I know nobody really talks about him that much, but usually when you uh, have a guy on the offensive line that nobody talks about, that's a good thing. That means that's how good he is. Uh, he's definitely one of the captains of the team, he's very solid. Uh, I think he's got a good, probably two, three more years left, at least. You know, I know they just gave him a contract extension. T uh, three Raider facts. He talks about him all the time. Remember, for the well, I don't know how long you've been listening, Art, but for the longest, T three Raider facts. He used to do the hashtag pay Rodney Hudson every day. You know, until he finally got his contract. So yeah, he's appreciated by Raider Nation. I know he's appreciated by the team. I've heard Derek Carr say he's the best center uh, in the league. You know, the smartest center in the league. John Gruden has doubled down and said that as well. So he's very much appreciated. Just offensive linemen don't get talked about. When they do get talked about, it's because they're always injured and out of games like Trent Brown or they're a turnstile and they give up sack after sack after sack and you're looking to replace them. So that's kind of, it's kind of a good thing when you're not talked about as an offensive lineman. Next up, got a call from Raider Ivan in Oakland. He's calling to talk about a top 100 list that he's looking at or was looking at. And uh, he said there's a lack of Raider representation on the list. Here he is, Raider Ivan in Oakland.
3: Hello, this is Raider Ivan, Uh, just calling for a little interesting note that I saw on the NFL website. The top 100 players came out, and Derek Carr is nowhere on the list. Jimmy Garoppolo, who was injured all year, made the list over Derek Carr. So the hate is real for the Raider Nation. only two players I saw on the list is number 71, Josh Jacobs, and number 99, Darren Waller. Are you serious? Okay, and so if you could just verify what I saw, maybe that was just some random cat's top 100 list who don't know what he's doing, okay, because Derek Carr is a top five quarterback in the National Football League, top 10 at the absolute worst. Okay, and when Jimmy Garoppolo, who was injured, make the list over Derek Carr, there's something wrong with that list. Or Darren Waller, that 99, that I means he, he barely he barely made it. I mean, he's, what, top two tight end in the National Football League? Maybe it's debatable that the San Francisco 49ers tight end is better. Okay, so anyway, um, that's all I had to say. I mean, the hate is real against the Raiders. I mean, it's hard to believe after all these years, Al Davis is no longer here, and as, as much as – Mark Davis bends over to satisfy the NFL that the hate is still deep for the Raiders. Maybe I'm overreacting. Thanks for taking the call. Hopefully I make it. If not, if you can make it a subject, you know, that'd be great. All right, thanks. Bye.
1: There he goes, Raider Ivan in Oakland. And my man, that list you were talking to was based off the 2019 season. And, and it's just the players list anyway. But yeah, it was published in July of 2020. I actually had to go and do some research on it. Uh, clearly, Darren Waller uh, should be higher this year when they do that list because he had such a big season for the Raiders. But uh, that's based off the 2019 season. Uh, and, and Carr, he, I mean, he had a decent 2019. But he, he'll he be higher. He'll be on the list this year for sure. Jacobs might actually drop a little bit, but uh, I'll tell you right now, I never take those lists very seriously. I don't even do shows based on them. Like when they come out, I don't ever just, oh, let's break down the top 100. I don't, because I know that it's based off players it's based off of you know who they are you know are hot in their mind this year you'll see a lot of Buccaneers a lot of Bills a lot of Chiefs a lot of Packers but you never really get a lot of Raiders on those lists so I I never even really pay attention to them maybe I should but I really don't so I I wouldn't worry about it too much when you say that you're probably getting worked up over nothing you are and that's not you know disrespect to you I'm just saying it's it's really nothing to even worry about don't don't even sweat that Uh, but thank you for the call appreciate you Uh, Next up, and I just got time. Oh, man, not too much time. Let me get to this text from Boston Raider. He said, what's up, Q? In regards to Ruggs' production from Monday's podcast, it is squarely a system issue. This offense is set up to get the ball out of Carr's hands quickly, so much so that Carr decides pre-snap the defense is giving me three yard out. That's where I'm going. And it don't matter if it's third and 12, he's throwing the three yard pass to Waller. Infuriating. I like Carr, but that is a major problem. Since the injury, he's too focused on getting the ball out of his hands quick. Great, a three to six yard game, but if he missed a 24 yard game because he's decided pre snap, if Waller is such a mismatch, imagine what he could do if they let him go downfield more with separation instead of using him on three yard crossing patterns. Enjoy the podcast as Boston Raider. And. I'll agree with some of that, but I I don't agree with all of that. I think you've seen maturation from Derek Carr, where he's not just trying to go and take what the defense is giving him. He's trying to to stretch the field. I think you saw him stretch the field a lot more in 2020. Can he do more? Yeah, but I, I think that he's been he's been doing fine with the with the distance in his throws. As far as Henry Ruggs goes, that's some of the that's some of the plays that he's really good at too. Getting the, you know, getting the the wide receiver screens, getting the uh the end arounds, getting the jet sweeps, getting the uh the slants, getting the crossing patterns. I mean, that's that's where he thrived in college, and I know he's got to get a little bit stronger. He's gotta run crisper routes to be able to do that, but those are the kind of kind of routes that he was actually better at. He wasn't the guy that was stretching the field and doing, you know, doing post and, and and go routes. That wasn't what he was doing in college. He was doing that quick hitter stuff. So really, it's not the scheme. It was the fact that Derek Carr didn't trust him that much. John Gruden didn't trust him to call his number enough. And he wasn't, like I said, running the running tight routes. He wasn't strong enough at the line of scrimmage. It was it was a weed problem. And what I mean by wee problem is some on Henry Ruggs and some on John Gruden and company they've got to get in the lab and figure out how to get more out of their number 12 overall pick, the first wide receiver off the board in the 2020 draft. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Don't have time for any more calls or texts on today's show. Still got a call from Jordan in Oregon. Got a text from Dylan from the 650. And I also got more voicemails and texts that I'll be getting to on Friday's show. Also on Friday's show, The Violator. You'll hear from Wayne Mabry. He's going into the Ford Hall of Fans. That's going to be in Canton, Ohio, the same time that Seawood and Tom Flores is being inducted. So it's going to be – like. like a trilogy of Raiders going into the hall. So, uh, yeah, you'll hear from Wayne Mabry on Friday's show as we finish off the week really, really strong. But thank you for all the feedback, the texts, the calls, the tweets, all that good stuff, man. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow right here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Until then, man, wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance, take care of your family, love on your loved ones like you're supposed to, and most importantly, as always, Raider Nation, just win, baby.